Guys, I want to tell you about a really cool podcast. It's called the Just Different Podcast with Jordan and Darren Starks. These are conversations coming from two brothers, Darren and Jordan, that have the perfect combination of personal experience, real life issues, truth, and comedy. They're passionate about helping our generation get closer to God and assisting them in their journey of faith. The mission that they have is to equip and empower individuals to walk out their relationship with God. I'd say that's... uh, podcast we're listening to by helping people understand how to make God an integral part of their everyday lives. That's how they're doing it. The tagline is everything, faith, life, and culture. All the episodes are also on YouTube, just like the Matthew West podcast. They release Wednesday and Friday. And some of the top episodes that you should definitely check out are episode 53 called Stay True. Episode two is called You Cute, But Can You Pray? (laughs) and episode 28 called Cycles. Go check out the Just Different podcast with Jordan and Darren Starks today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West, and I'm here at the Story House. As always, I hope you really like it. Thanks for joining me today, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you are listening uh, somehow or some way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so... uh, I'm so grateful for all the supporters, not just of my music, but of the podcast. So it's been fun to deliver this episode to you guys each week, having some fun guests, talking about all sorts of different things. And uh, my guest today is an incredibly gifted singer-songwriter who lives in Nashville, Tennessee. I've known him for years, um, and I've just been a fan of him. He, um, if you If you know maybe even just one of his songs, it would probably be the song God Gave Me You, which was, of course, a massive number one song that he wrote for Blake Shelton. Uh, this guy is just incredibly talented, and so we're going to, like, dive into his brain today he's also hilarious and i think you're just gonna love today's conversation it's gonna be good for the soul so let's go to the story house with dave barnes he's here on my phone Mm. because i've been listening to his latest record and now what stop he's here in person you say the style of the voice the great dave barnes is in the story house waving his hair what's this is all um plugs it is yeah no but um, I did go see my dermatologist this morning. She was like, ooh, getting a little thin on top. I was like, you're getting a little thin on top. Uh, I was and like, then, And then you were removed from the building? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, Man, this is the kind of truth I need in my life. With all you do in a day, thank you for squeezing this uh, dude, podcast this, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be here. In between dermatology appointments. <laughs> it's just, it's what we do, you know, <laughs> at this age, at the young age of 30. And as a dad, yeah. how many kids you got? Three. He's the host of the Dadville podcast, yeah. so you know he's got to have multiple children. <laughs> yeah, you, can't, you can't come in with Dadville and be like, you know, I got like a kid. It, when I when I knew you were coming over to the story house, I thought, a, it's not just a singer that's coming to my house. It's not just a songwriter. It's not just a podcast host. It's a renaissance man. Look, don't say that. I feel like that's 
what you are. <laughs> as he, as he wins. I'm going to make that my ringer. Renaissance fan, Renaissance fan, Renaissance fan, Renaissance Hello? <laughs> and you're also one of the funniest people that I've ever oh, met, which I know people will say. Do you ever, okay, I'll have people come up to me and they mean well. They'll say this to me. Oh, I know this is cool. Hey, man, if the music thing didn't yeah. work out, yep. you could totally do comedy. Yeah. And to that I say, the only reason you think I'm funny is because you came to my concert not, not expecting, expecting me to yeah. be funny. If you came expecting me to yeah. be funny, you would be sorely disappointed. Yeah. Now, you, on the other hand, if they came expecting you to be funny, yeah. they would not be disappointed. And you've actually done stand-up before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I say you're a renaissance man. Well, it's funny you say that. That's exactly, I mean... Um, Do you get that? The people oh, say I that mean, to you? Oh, if the music show. thing doesn't work yeah. out. Yeah, and at first it really bothered me. Me and too. It, and there was a season where I stopped talking. Because it, it, it implies that they think the music thing yeah. might not work but out. But can I tell you, here's my hot take. Here's what I think I've learned about this. Dave's hot take? Yes. <laughs> is It's this. I think humor is always more digestible than music is. Always. Like, it's, it's, it's you don't have to work as hard. You know, I heard somebody define music in two ways that I thought was really interesting. They were like, it's either um, entertainment, which is giving you exactly what you want from it, or I forget the other word they use, but that is like I'm telling you something you didn't need you you didn't know you needed to know, and it's challenging you. So all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've never thought about life that way. Songs are right, and you're processing it. Yeah, yeah there's a lot going yeah. on. But but humor is just entertainment. Humor is just you came to me to laugh, and I'm giving you laughs, and it's the easiest transaction that we can have. Right? There's no work on your part. You just listen. Music, you have to engage. You know, it's like an engaging activity. And so I think the because it used to bother me. I'm sure like you so much because like you I want would, the music to be yeah, the focus. Like I'm pouring all my time into music, not the humor. You know. And then I finally was like, you know what? That's actually a, a pretty significant compliment. And I think I realized like. That's always going to be the case. Like, if if I do, you know, a show that's half music and half comedy, more than likely the people are going to leave talking about the comedy more, just because it's that's it's so interesting. It's lower hanging fruit to me. It's just kind of like you just don't have to do any work. So you're like, I just sat there and laughed. Whereas if I'm playing a song, you're having to listen and like engage and and people people need to laugh too. They do I mean, and like, they do they do and it, and you will laugh as I look off to the camera. Which by the way, um, I want. Um, our producer Asa to add a ding mm. every time he <laughs> side winks to that camera. There you go. And we're going to do a tally at the end of the episode, <laughs> it's going too many. but your Instagram is <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you're TikTok too. Yeah, I, I don't really yeah, go on TikTok yeah. much. I feel I, like I'm too old for TikTok. Well, it's just China's watching, you know, oh I'm just <laughs> I think about the WWE wrestler China. Remember yeah, China? She's watching too. She's a big fan like, of oh, yours. She's following you. That's a <laughs> Are you a wrestling fan? No, okay, but I just remember China like, scaring me so deeply, <laughs> like a woman that big and strong. I was like, there's yes. just something about this feels. Which is so, it makes sense now that you married a bodybuilder. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's it was It's planted seeds that have grown to fruition. <laughs> All right, I've put the dogs away while I record the podcast. Otherwise, they'd be absolutely interrupting our show. Uh, and instead, I get to interrupt our show by telling you about their favorite dog food. It's called Sundays, and it's healthy, and the dogs are happy. It's easy to store and serve, which makes me happy, and it's very affordable, which makes me super happy. They've also got a new turkey recipe, which is the most palatable recipe yet. Uh, my dogs love it. They've got a ton of energy. They're feeling really good. In fact, a lot of dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups, including softer fur, healthier skin, and more energy. 
I've noticed that in my dogs as well. This is air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. Sundays is healthy, all right? It was co-founded by Dr. Tori Waxman, a practicing vet. It contains 90% real meat and 10% vegetables, fruits, and whole grains. Every recipe has digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. So if you want your dogs to be healthy, if you want to feel good about keeping them healthy, Sundays is the dog food that they're going to love. Sundays is shelf-stable, lightweight, easy to travel with if you're on the go. Every order ships right to your door, which is what I love, so you're never going to worry about running out of dog food again. Plus, get 20% off and free shipping on every subscription order. It costs 40% less than other healthy dog food brands, so you're saving money, and they don't waste money on shipping frozen packages. They spend money on what matters, sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your dog. We've worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners of the Matthew West Podcast. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash west. Use the code west at checkout. You're going to get 35% off your first order. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash west. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food that you feed your dog. If people don't follow Dave Barnes on Instagram, you need to go do that immediately following this episode. But it's, what is it, just Dave Barnes? Dave Barnes Music. Dave Barnes Music. Of course, I follow, so I don't pay attention to what the name is. But you have a number of characters that you Mm -hmm. introduce. And um, what's your favorite character that you do? There's a new one. that that Reggie Thunderfingers, he's a bass, <laughs> he was a bass player. That I, he and and uh, you know Brother Pastor Phil Lugan, Brother Pastor. Those those <laughs> I slip into them, and there's going to be a day where I don't get back out, and I'm just totally. And become, you're going to become that. Multiple- yeah, it's it's that sort of southern. I mean, there's a lot of this, but like both of those guys. There's nothing that's more fun when I start doing a character, and I realize like, oh man, there's a lot of real estate here. There's like there's a lot to spelunk in the storyline, you know? And so um, those two are really, really, really fun. Cool. So uh, they talk about how like a prophet is not honored in his hometown. And I feel like um, a comedian's not honored in their own home, mm-hmm. at least in my house. Like, and thank you. I'm not a comedian, but like it, when I think I'm funny, yeah. my daughters don't. Stuff. Your children. Yeah. How many children do you have? No, you have three. Three. Yeah. They're, do they, they think you're funny? They think I'm pretty funny. See, but, but, but we're at the cusp. I mean, your kids are older. I mean, like, you know, yeah. they're kind of like, okay. Okay. How old are your kids? They're only 11, nine and seven. Okay. So, so they think you're funny yeah, yeah. now, but yeah. there's coming a day. And, but they're I, I don't want to annoyed. They're getting annoyed. Okay. It's getting to where it's kind of like, but I can still get. It. I was. I felt like. Do I need to prepare Dave for the day that's coming? When? Yeah. I. 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 It, you can see it. You can see the the stuff is shifting now. It's like not yeah. quite as much. My daughter's like she's almost getting because she's the nine year old. She's in the middle, and she's almost like equally. She's not annoyed. She just. It. She's in that thing where it's like, please stop making the joke and just answer my question. Just answer it's my that question. Thing, you know, it's like. Does she get that from her mother? Does your mom? Does your wife do that as well? <laughs> and your mom? No. <laughs> Uh, oh, Annie is. You've never. It's one of the reasons I'm so attracted to her. You've never met someone who's more over me than she's she is. not impressed. Yeah. Oh, just wildly. And, and but you know what? I wonder if y'all are like this. There's. I'll make a joke and she'll laugh, and I'm like, "Wait, you thought that was funny?" And I'm like, oh, interesting. "Interesting." Like, you know, I'll work for like hours trying to get her to, bend, you know, and then I'll make some little stupid, and she's like, "Huh?" I'm like, "No, come on, <laughs> come on." I'm saying the good stuff. It's low hanging fruit. You know what about? Um, feather, what was it? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, thunder fingers. Thunder fingers. She just couldn't click through that fast enough. She's just how quickly can I not have to watch that? Well, I I think what's so cool is I've always felt like like even in my in my music, it's like okay, 
I remember early in my career, record labels that I would audition for mm. made me feel like I wasn't cool enough. Yeah. Like yeah. I like I needed to be more like a brooding rock star yeah, or something yeah, yeah. that wasn't yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when I follow you and listen to your music and I and and follow your your family and your life and just how you conduct yourself on social media, I I see a guy who's like who said, though this is how I'm this is how I'm made. Yeah, this is yeah. how I'm wired. I'm gonna lean into who I yeah. who I was made to be and not worry about those things. And I I look at it that way. I've it took me so long mm. to kind of just like settle in and go mm, like, well, yeah. what if it's what if this is who I'm supposed yeah. to be? And the more I did that, the more the the, the deeper the connection with people became yeah. too. Like fans, it was like that's all they want authenticity they do. right and i yeah. feel like i get that when i listen to your music yeah i get that when i follow you on instagram yeah. and i also feel like there's a beautiful segue i've always felt like okay humor and heart are two words that i've always like boiled mm. my platform down yeah, to, to go that. and i feel like the humor can be that segue mm. so it makes sense like you split up your concerts a lot of times but and you'll do yeah. like an actual stand-up no music i did i did a tour uh five years ago before covid um where i did i'd never done this like it was 45 minutes of music an intermission 45 minutes of stand-up like in no that guitar order? in that order and then i would finish i'd do like on i'd do like kind of an encore yeah. one song music where you'd like walk off stage, but kind of pee. Yeah, I was, I was always a joke. I was yeah. like, please clap, because I have one more song. <laughs> um, don't leave. I'm fragile. Please, please, please. <laughs> I know you're probably tired, but I did save one. Um, and so it was really fascinating. Like, it was it was really fun. I had so much fun doing it. Um, I mean, I was, as you can imagine, toast at the end of the night. What, like, were you scared to death? No, oh, no, I really enjoyed it. You, it was, okay, it, yeah. so it wasn't like that second half, you're like, oh my gosh. No, no, no that was probably the most fun, was like, all right, get out there and, you know, do these jokes and stories and stuff. Um, and, and maybe got, surprise people with that part oh, yeah, of your... Yeah, and it was a really tight 45. Like, it was 45 and 45. So uh, you're, was like, you're talking like a comedian. Well, too. it was. Like, I, I had to work out, like, this has got to be, like, it's, you know... Did you have any comedy mentors? No, Which, I mean, by the way, we're going to talk about music. Yeah, yeah, I just had yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, people that I really love and pay attention to, but no, it's nobody. Who's I your know. favorite? Um, my favorite ever is a guy named Jonathan Winters. Um, oh, you yeah. Know he is, yeah, classic. He's like he's the goat to me. Okay, he, you know he was Robin Williams' mentor, but he. Um, so me and Robin really yeah. share that <laughs> fun thing. That's one hundred twenty-seven. You have so much in common. Um, no, I just really love his humor. I really love the early like. Ellen stuff when she was just doing stand up, she was she was so brilliant. stinking funny. I feel like so many comedians that went on to be talk show hosts, it's like you forget how funny. Oh they my god, she she to me, she was she was man when she was like, you know, back in kind of the mullet days. I mean, she was <laughs> untouchable, man. Gosh, yeah, I wouldn't um, see. I wouldn't even think when I think of like the top. Of course, like right now, like Nate Bargatze. Oh, Nate is, is just like, the SNL thing was just so. You know, it's really sidebar about that that I thought was really interesting. I've only really seen two episodes where they were completely clean, like from beginning to the SNL? end. SNL. And was this one of this them? This one was completely clean. All I know is his monologue was it was amazing, hilarious. But but I th I, I don't know that this happened. But I do wonder if his people were like, "Hey, like Nate's not he's going to do, do this. It's sketchy be, stuff, yes. pun intended." But like, and the other one, oddly enough, was John Hedder, who was a Mormon, who was the lead in Napoleon Dynamite. He was Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, and, and that, I remember it being a big deal because that was he clean. went to them and said, "Like I'm not," and it was hysterical. And it seeing seeing that seeing that hour and a half, I was like, it just makes me wish they would do that more because it's 
You can it's tell refreshing, it's man. well, it's just it's like everybody can laugh. Nobody's tortured or sort of like, oh man. And it's not like overly political either. No, no, no. Like all no. of that stuff can kind of go out yeah. the window. It was great. Yeah, it was, was just, just I was so proud. I mean, you know, I don't know those guys. Do you guys at all. know each other? Na- I know Nate a little. Yeah. He's been on Dadville. He has. Um, and we share, you know, you know Nashville, man. Like we share a million friends. friends. And, and so we yeah. in fact, one of the funniest moments uh, of the last few years of my life, I went and did um Oh, Tomlin's um, big fundraiser, the first year they did it out at the golf course. Out at, yes, um, Chris Tomlin. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I go out there with Annie, and, you know, it was, all, it was like so many people I knew, which was really fun. But Nate was there, and this was like, I don't know, three years ago or something. And and um, Russell Dickerson and Kaylee, who has a, you know, a podcast on network we're yeah. both on, um, she walks up and me and Nate are talking because like, again, we're like, we sort of know each other, but not well, but it's he and I and Shay Mooney. And so he and Shay are really close. I'm talking to Shay. We're just, it's the three of us. And Kaylee walks up and she goes, she points at me and Nate and she goes, two funniest people I know. And I was like, what? <laughs> Say that louder. What me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even a professional. So, you oh, know, it was shucks. like, you know, but and I, I, I just wanted him to hear it so bad. Cause I was like, what? I mean, oh, I, I, do have, I, mean I got some jokes. I want to tell you about my friends at Operation Christmas Child. I've had the chance to travel with them. Um, It's Operation Christmas Child is a project of the Christian International Relief Organization, Samaritan's Purse. It's the world's largest Christmas project of its kind. It's been reaching millions of children each year with the good news of Jesus Christ through simple shoebox gifts. Since 1993, more than 209 million children in over 170 countries and territories have received a shoebox gift. Anyone can pack a shoebox and help send joy to a child in need with Operation Christmas Child. I've gotten to do this myself. My family has packed shoeboxes, and then I've gotten to travel to other parts of the world and hand deliver those shoeboxes. I'll never forget those trips. It's an incredible experience, and you would be amazed by how impactful these shoeboxes are. You can pack a shoebox with fun toys, school supplies, and personal care items, and then bring it to a drop-off location during National Collection Week, which is November 13th through the 20th. Or you can even build a shoebox online. The good news of Jesus Christ is shared alongside your gift, and each child is invited to join a discipleship program. Learn how to pack a shoebox, view gift suggestions, and find your nearest drop-off location by visiting Samaritan's Purse dot org slash OCC. Again, that's SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. We had him on Devil. It was so funny because I think all of our listeners rolled their eyes, but I had so many because I don't really talk to comics, you know. And I and I haven't done shows like those guys have done shows, but you know, I've done stand-up yeah. shows. And so I just I, I don't get to talk shop. So I asked him all these questions oh, that were such yeah. insider baseball. And I'm sure so many people listen. But that had like, to be no, I bet people love it. But it was it. really helpful. Like your he, podcast is awesome too. Well, thanks, the Dadville thanks, podcast. Yeah. And I mean I love it. And yeah, I got thanks. to be a guest yeah, on it. And it that was so, so much fun. But yeah, so I, I love the fearlessness in that. Like yeah. because I feel like you've just never been afraid to just like go do something totally different. I've yeah. always some of my favorite songwriters, and you're among them, are the ones that are there's a diversity in mm. terms of their body of work. Yeah, yeah. And obviously like knowing you, like I remember when I first came to Nashville and you were starting and I was like, I, I saw you play somewhere and you played this song called Grace's Amazing Hands. Mm. And it was like, what the heck? Like mm. your voice, your guitar playing. I was like, this guy, like it, you were, I would hear you play. And I was like, it was the two, you know, when you see something that inspires you mm. to the extent where you go, your first instinct is I quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I quit. <laughs> you know, where you're like, I I can't that's 
that's good. I quit. And then it was, I got, I want to go get Inspired, better. Right. Yes. Like you go watch a John Mayer yeah, show. Yeah. It's like, I quit. And then For you're like, sure. I'm going to go get yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so I've always felt like you're that kind that's of artist really kind. and songwriter, but it takes a fearlessness too, yeah. to just put yourself out there. Yeah. You've always carved this really unique independent path, like as a singer mm -hmm. and a songwriter and like writing songs in the country space, mm -hmm. like writing songs as an artist, having a song on Christian radio mm -hmm. and God gave me you. Mm -hmm. And then having songs on the yeah. top of the singer songwriter charts. Yeah. And then another fearless move, like even with your latest record, I just feel like the concepts you come up with are so interesting. So I'm just curious, like, have you, have you set out, did you, are you easily bored? And that's why you're <laughs> I super was going to say that it's, you can spin it a couple of ways. Cause I what, think what's the spin that you would take? Yeah. I, th I think it's, a, it's a little bit of, but it's a little bit of all those things, but it's really more boredom. I think I can't, I just can't sit anywhere. It's, it's honestly why it's so funny as I've gotten older. I have so much respect for my friends like you who have a radio career because it's like, I just, I, I, I could never, I could just never sit anywhere long enough to do that. It was like, even with God gave me you, it was kind of like, Oh, this could be sort of the entree. I remember having conversations with people in my world, in my camp that were like, Hey man, like, here we go. And I was like, eh, I just don't, I'm already interested in this thing over here. And I knew that, that I was going to take on water for that. I knew that my career would not suffer. That's not the word. But, you know, it would be like veering in a way that sort of felt like, well, don't you want to just follow that first one with another thing? And it was like, I don't, I just didn't, I don't know. I, I love that, though, because I feel like just artistically, like you've paved a different road that it's it's not always going to, it's like, you don't you don't seem like you would be content with just like yeah. oh Dave Barnes the country artist yeah. or Dave Barnes yeah. the Christian artist like you just have yeah. gone I think I think it's mainly two things exactly your first point I I just really do get bored quickly I just find that I'm like man I'm ready for something new or to be challenged or whatever I'm kind of you know uh I'm like the the Will Ferrell trying to for SNL skit with the light and he's playing a cat <laughs> yeah, that's I, sort of me I love that um and then two I think so many of the artists that I love like that I really came up um cutting my teeth listening to their their catalogs are really wide you know they're like they're they're like they're really substantial this way and i thought man i just i always want to keep pushing that way i mean i want to go in terms forward. of musical boundaries yeah it's just and... kind of like I mean, those guys being Billy Joel. I mean, oh, you gosh. know, Paul Simon. I was talking about Billy Joel with um, uh, Jeff Pardo. Oh, yeah. He's a buddy of mine. Love Jeff. But we were talking about the the interesting thing. about We were talking about the River of Dreams album. And yeah. it was like, but it was like how that was like the last record of new material he had yeah. made. But like it covered all the different like eras that he uh. had done. Like it was just the the breadth, like the. The width, as you Is said. Is that guy good night? Good night. Yeah. So, oh. it, so, it had, so it had the, and so it goes ballad moment, oh. but then it also had the in the middle of the night, yeah. which was kind of like Uptown yeah. Girl. You know, yeah, yeah. just all these different, yeah. uh, all about soul, which is oh, kind of yeah. like, a little bit like Shameless too. or whatever. Like, but I totally can see, yeah. if you're mentioning artists like that, then that's like, well, first yeah. of all, those are the greatest of the great. Yeah, so, yeah. but we're inspired by that. But yeah. being inspired by the width, yeah, and the places that yeah. they're willing to go, yeah, yeah. the extreme corners yeah. too. Well, I think too. I'm just it, it, this could sound hokey, but I think I'm also just really easily inspired. And so it's like I can be listening to like a you know like a gospel thing, and all of a sudden I'm like, I want to write like a gospel song, and I like that I don't have to go. Oh, but that's not what I do. I'm like, well, why don't you do that? And so. That to me has always been a you why, know, yeah. Why can't I? Why like, who can't says I? right? Yeah. And I think like I think that's the beauty of of being independent is that it, I don't really have to 
you know, I don't have somebody that's kind of like, hey, man, like we kind of need the next single and this is kind of where we're going. And you build out and it's an infrastructure. There's pressure. And, you yeah. know, there's, everybody's in there. Me, I've just kept it really lean and tight because I'm like, I just know me and I know that, you know, if I did that, I think I'd, and, and I was on a label, I was on an indie label for five years out of New York. And I think I just drove everybody crazy. Like my A&R girl, thank God, is still a good friend of mine. But I mean, I'm like, I look back and I'm like, I bet she just wanted to like throw me from the roof because I wouldn't. She does. She actually told okay. me. She, She's yeah. here. She said you're not okay. actually friend. We, In fact, in. let's bring her out. Yeah. <laughs> what is she? Zoom, where is she? Um, it's like Dr. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> She's crying. Like, no, oh. but I, I could see that. But I, it's interesting too because you, so you've done a lot of songwriting behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And of course, like, I remember talking to you, uh, I think we wrote together like years ago, but like it was maybe not long after Blake Shelton picked up God Gave yeah, Me You. Yeah. And it was like this massive number one song. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, then that was, was that maybe the first open door to you the big writing yep. for other artists in the country space? I had had, uh, I think the only other, well, that let me think about this. Tim McGraw had cut a Christmas song, and then Billy Which, Carrington. Well, that's a great song, though. Oh, thank you. The, um, Mary and Joseph. Mary and yeah. Joseph. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, thanks. People need to go listen to that song that for song. the Christmas. Your version yeah, as well. Yeah, it's really fun. It's a fun. I was actually, I, I've been out with Lady A this year and actually added it to the last two weekends and just apologized. People were like, I'm going to play a Christmas song. But it doesn't feel like Christmas, but it's a Christmas song. Did they love it, though? Um, they, thankfully, it was really cool. Um but like, but Billy Currington cut a song of mine called "Until You" that was going to be a single yeah. for him, and that was really my first foray into Gosh, like I forgot about you that. know That's oh great. this is cool somebody hears your song and cuts it, and then they never singled it. But that was kind of like a cool. But I was still too busy with my thing. I think with with uh, Blake's thing, it was really cool because you know we had just had Ben, my oldest, and I was like so ready to get off the road. And that was this wonderful sort of, it felt like God just like, hey, man, here's kind of, not an exit ramp, I call it like adding another lane where I could just move over and go slower. And it mm. felt like, you know, I got out, I was like in the HOV lane now. And just yeah. like, yeah. you know. Hey, I wonder if you need to supercharge your hiring. If you do, well, you need Indeed. Uh, if you're like me and uh, you got a lot of stuff going on, you need to find some great people to add to your team. But you don't have a lot of time to spend searching. Where do you begin? You begin at Indeed. Indeed makes it easy. They streamline the whole hiring process. It's an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2913. Over 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed, so why aren't you? They streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates, and instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. And that's what I love. You're able to hire and find the right people fast. And you're also able to save money in the process. Here's how the only job site that where you only pay for applications that meet your must have requirements. That's indeed no other job site offers that. So you're saving money and you're finding the right people to add to your team. Join more than 3 million businesses that use Indeed. Start hiring now with a $75 job credit, sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash West. Offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 job credit now at Indeed.com slash West. Again, Indeed.com slash West and support the show by saying that you heard about it on the Matthew West podcast. Indeed.com slash West. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed to be able to be off the road to be with your yeah, family more focus yeah. on being an everyday yeah. songwriter yeah. and is yeah. that something that like is that something that fuels you creatively still it like does. are you I loving mean, it's, it it's you know as well as i do i mean you you spent so much time in that space too i 
I, I think I could talk about this for a long time, and I will. So to begin the 30-minute <laughs> TED Talk, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine. The TED Talk. Um, no, I, I think the thing, and I'm sure you feel this, uh, it is such a different plight for an artist to write for other people professionally it's songwriting yeah. than a songwriter who just writes for other people. And that, and I, and I don't mean to say just writes, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's a weird hat to change. It's because it's like what got you, what got Matthew West to where Matthew West is, is because of all of your tastes and the way you want to write songs and the brand you're building and what people know from you and, and what you're inspired by. But then you got to walk in a room and, and, and write know, for Rascal be Flatts. Be a chameleon. Like be, and, yeah. and all of a sudden, and I think I kind of got some bad advice, I think, honestly, early on, because some people were like, hey, you go in and, you know, you need to be Dave Barnes in that room. And, and it's not that I didn't want to be Dave Barnes, but I think I, I, was, I was like, well, well no, because I'm going to want to do some chords that they don't want to do. I'm going to want to oh, do some. Oh, yeah. So, so I, and I would try that, and you just feel the room go like, I don't know, man. Interesting. And then it was like, oh. And so now I think, you know, 10 years into doing it almost, I'm like, I'm not as much like that. Like, I mean, I have my taste and things I want to bring to the room, but I'm just much more conscious of like, where is where are we collectively going? How can I help that? As opposed to like, I'm gonna usurp myself into this sort of situation. Yeah, because they want my flavor. Yeah, or and and sometimes and sometimes you know that too, they it. go like, hey, we want Matthew, oh, give us course. the goods. Yeah, like, oh, cool. Yeah, but then other times it's like, you know, you got two other people in the room, and they're like, hey, we kind of had this idea before you got here, and you're like, great, like let's do it. You know, what's some of the uh, what are some of the artists you've written some songs with or for most recently? Man, that- it's. To the Dan last, and Shay, right? Yeah, we just had a number two. Thanks, Morgan. Come on, dude. For, uh, Dan and Shay. It was like I don't know if that's ever happened. to was. I mean, it's, I, I'm I'm number two. Not complaining, but it was like he was just I mean, oh Morgan, Morgan Wallen. Well, oh, because he uh, sat there. Was for, it last night? Yeah. Oh, geez. it was just, and it was like we could feel like oh, <laughs> and as it rose, it was just like <laughs> just hitting. Yeah, <laughs> it just was like you know. But dude, a number I'm, two no, I, on and I was country I mean, radio. We, we, and that song almost, um, song called You, but it kind of started to fade in like the 20s. And so... And then took on new life. Yeah, and then they just got like a rocket fuel boost. Um, so that one has been really fun because oh, I love awesome. those guys. And you know, somebody like Shay singing a song he wrote. I mean, it's like... That's world class. The writer in me is couldn't that be That is a thrilled, world class you know? vocalist. Um, I'll tell you another band I love who, um, I don't know if you've heard Warren Treaty. Yeah. Oh, on Universal. Yeah. Talk about a fun day of writing. When you have two vocal powerhouses that are married and are sitting there and you're writing with them. And you've got a really soulful approach to your writing too. I mean, well, that that, was what was fun is I could kind of go, okay, Hey, let's do this. For sure. Um, so, you know, those, this, so this, I mean, I haven't, sort of looked up the other day and realized I haven't written a ton lately with people because it's been so much, uh, well, Your and that's not true. we I need to breathe. And then, uh, I had a wilder woods thing with bear too, which is really cool. Um, I didn't know you collaborated with them. Yeah, it was awesome. We, I mean, th- you know, man, bears, those guys, they are not joking around. And I mean, He's such a good writer. I mean, Bear really is like... I've never written with him, they're but so I've always good. loved their music. It, it, those days are so fun and so easy because he is an artist, and he has something to say, and he kind of knows how to say it, and you get to sort of be there when he's like, where should it go now? And you're like, I don't know, what about this? He's like, love it, let's do it. It's like both That's of those days cool. were so fun. Like, Because, you know, sometimes it's tricky or you kind of feel like you're pulling teeth, but he's, he's so great. Um, so how many days a week do you write songs with for with other, other people artists and stuff um like that. well the, making this record i really that's what i was going with that is i i 
I really slowed that down last year. To like, focus I, I on a yeah, project. I, I, I got so deep in that world. So I, I realized like last year was kind of a slow writing year for me. Um, so I didn't, you know, I had a few cuts here and there, which is always great, but um, I was just so like zoned in on, on this and, and I knew too, like, like going again, you know, when you're listening to nothing but the Beatles for here, like walking in to a co-write and being like, so you guys, we should do something that has nine chords. And everybody's this, like, yeah, this is what I'm excited to talk about. <laughs> you know, That's like, amazing. You can just feel the air in the room. Like, and too, I mean, again, you know, this too, Matthew, it's like, you know, the, the, the town is getting younger and younger. And so where when we had gotten here 20 years ago and said, hey, the, let's do something like the Beatles, that's a context everybody would have understood. But it sounds ridiculous. But, you know, you can go in rooms now with 20-year-old kids and they're like, I, I mean, I know the Beatles, but I don't know them. And so uh, it's like, and so that, I knew that. And that, and that makes you want to cry inside. It's so sad. That's the musical start for a song called Because of Bethlehem. So now it's time for songs from the Storyhouse. I wanted to sing a little bit of, of a song that I love so much. It's a new Christmas song that I just released. And um, I worked real hard on it. And uh, But these lyrics mean a lot. And uh, I was kind of getting emotional as I was writing these lyrics, remembering what Christmas is all about. So I want to sing the first two verses in the chorus for you. It goes like this. Just a tiny nowhere town With a tiny no room in This is where the greatest story ever told begins Where just a tiny beating heart Had all creation leaning in That night the world forever changed Because of Bethlehem to a stable a baby's cry made angels sing and the search to find a savior led to heaven's humble king it's where the wise men found the answer and the shepherds found the lamb and I found my Emmanuel because of Bethlehem love is born Hope is here. Heaven's light has made the darkness disappear. Peace on earth, goodwill to man. God with us, all because of Bethlehem. you'll go check out the whole version of Because of Bethlehem, get in the Christmas spirit, be powerfully reminded that from a cross all the way back to a cradle, that's where it began. We're so thankful. I hope you are too. I hope you've discovered all of the hope and the joy and the love and the peace that, that came when God sent his only son, Jesus, for you and for me, all because of Bethlehem. He's my dad, and he gives good advice, and that's why we're closing out the show with Dad Advice. Check out his theme song. He is my dad, and he gives good advice, and that's why this segment is called Dad Advice. Dad, what do you got for us today? Well, I got you some good stuff, and uh, 
I know people need to laugh. If we don't laugh these days, we cry. Uh So I got a a good dad joke. What do the trees say when they get their leaves back in the spring? We know that in the fall, they're beautiful, but they fall. Uh, What do they say when spring comes around again? What a relief. Oh. Relief. Yes, very interesting. You got that? Yeah, that was good. All right, all right. Um, uh, We're going to talk about corn mazes today every fall people flock to the pumpkin patches remember when we took you yeah of course as a kid and uh they flock to the pumpkin patches and challenge themselves by entering a corn maze i've never been one to enjoy the corn maze especially at my age now i don't dare go into a corn maze i might never get out and i'm gonna miss the whole fall tour tour. so i'm not gonna do that but i saw a cartoon the other day of a corn maze for seniors and it only had one corn stalk that's the one i'm going to (laughs) maybe i'll find my way out of that the creators of these mazes pride themselves in their cleverness to make it as confusing as possible to maneuver and eventually locate the exit I guess you could say that confusion is their goal. The more confused you are, the longer you wonder. And in today's world, it's looking more like a giant corn maze uh, every day. There's confusion on every side, and it's taking you and I longer to sort through the information and find a clear path. We all see that. But confusion is not God's plan for us. Mm. His mind is never in a state of confusion, and that's good because our minds are just the opposite. And he wants us to be like-minded. His desire for us is peace. John 14, 27, he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to uh, me, but I give to you. Confusion means feeling uncertain, baffled, or bewildered, not knowing which way to go. Your song called Maker, which you wrote and, and uh, with David Leonard, and that he sings with you too. And here's some of the lyrics. My maker always makes a way. Yeah, my maker makes a way. Yeah, when I see a mountain, you see a mountain moving. When I see my battle, you see my victory. And when I'm in the midst of a corn maze in my life and in this world, the maker is going to make a way and get me out of that maze. Here's three quick things we need to know about confusion. One, confusion is not from God. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. For God is not the author of confusion. Secondly, confusion is from the enemy. Mm. Satan has been called the God of confusion. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be alert, be sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Here's a good quote. The enemy wants to keep us in a state of confusion to stop us from moving forward in our walk with Christ. If he can keep us wandering, we'll miss what God has for us. And many of us get in a maze and we can't get out. And the world is trying to find their own way out of the maze of life and the trials and testings. And they can't do it without a savior. But the enemy wants to keep us in that state of confusion. Thirdly, the opposite of confusion God's plan is peace. God's plan for us is peace. 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Now may the Lord himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance. What a great prayer for each one of us that are going through mazes uh, in our life. Romans 16.20. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Did you hear that? The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. My dad advice for this week, study the word of God. 
to direct your way from confusion and, and getting out of that maze and fill you with peace. When you face confusion, stop and pray for clarity and peace and turn your eyes to the maker who makes a way. That's awesome, Dave. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right, that's our show for today. I want to thank my guest, Dave Barnes, for joining me. Be sure to check out his latest record. It's awesome. And go listen to all of his music. Uh, some of my favorites, of course, are God Gave Me You, uh, the song Little Lies, A Good Day for Marrying You is a great song as well. Go check out Dave Barnes. And hey, thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me. If I can be praying for you or if you want to share your story with me, go to my ministry's website today at popwe.org, P-O-P-W-E. Org. You can share your story. You can sign up to receive a weekly email devotional. Uh, you can also be part of uh, some giving campaigns that we have going on during the holidays. We sure would love your help as we help to feed uh, the hungry and as we help to bless some families in crisis and in need financially at Christmas time. So thanks for joining me. It's your story for his glory. See you next week.